Welcome to Engaging Culture, a podcast presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. I'm Brian Kiley. On today's episode, I welcome Brett Dans to the program. Brett is our interim Bridgeway Young Adults pastor, and he has also been an employee at Rayleigh's for over a decade. He's going to share with us some insights as to what it is like to be a grocery store worker during these crazy times, and he's also going to help us understand how we can be a blessing to the employees at our local grocery stores. All of that and more on this episode of Engaging Culture. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Engaging Culture Podcast. Pastor Brian with you, joined by the one and only Brett Dans. Brett, thanks for the time today, my man. Hello, guys. How are you? So so they are giving grocery store workers days off still. Yes. Few. <laughs> and Few. Far between, but yes, we do get days off every once in a while. Good, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, and uh, I know that your your off time is precious. So I appreciate you you giving us a little bit of that time today to to talk about a little bit of kind of your experience uh, being on the front lines. I mean, I know. I mean, obviously, just from knowing you, I, I think about you and kind of what you're you're dealing with. Uh, think about that a lot. I think about the employees in my local Rayleigh's here that I see. You know, a couple of whom go to Bridgeway, and man, I know it's 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 not an easy time for you, is it? No, it no. certainly is not. Uh, we're surviving, but um, yeah, things have been more challenging than normal. Yeah. So I want to just rewind a few a few weeks here as we sort of start this yes. conversation. Uh, when did what was it like, sort of, at the beginning when we started seeing cases of the pandemic here in the United States? When all of a sudden these kind of shelter-in-place type orders started coming down, and, and obviously that led to a, a kind of some panic buying and things like that. When did you start to notice things were different at your store and what was it kind of like initially? So the funny thing is my first real uh, thing that kind of triggered me thinking about this was some guy was coming through the line with like six things of toilet paper. <laughs> and that's like the whole joke and everything. But I was ringing it up and it was all coming up at full price. Typically, if somebody's buying that much toilet paper, it's on sale or something. And so that was about a week before the first things of uh, things shutting down was first mentioned. After that, it was on a Thursday, I think, when we put out the memo that we were going to halt services at Bridgeway temporarily. Uh, that Thursday, some coworkers had texted me. I was off and they had said that it was just a crazy day that mm -hmm. next Friday. So I think that was, that was what, like the 15th or so of March, somewhere around there. That Friday we walked in the store and it was packed wall to wall, busier than any Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, which usually Thanksgiving, Christmas, we have extra staff to, you know, <laughs> hold and, and get stuff out. But really everything was just being emptied off the shelves. Uh, people were coming in with the little little hand baskets and they looked around and saw everyone buying everything and turned around and went and got a basket and themselves purchased $500, $600 of groceries as well. So people were literally coming in and seeing what was happening and that was triggering them to then buy more. Right. That had to have been kind of surreal for you just to, to witness that because that's such, I mean, Yes, like you said, you have your real busy times when people buy a lot of stuff for the holidays, but to see that kind of behavior, I mean, that's not something you see a lot, right? No, I'm never actually, because uh, we did more on that particular Friday sales-wise than we have for any Christmas, any Thanksgiving. 
And then it was the same the next day and the same the next day. And that carried on for about a week of just having record sales. Um, so most people were working tons of overtime, uh, just working long days and stuff, but really just kind of getting a sight into how people react to things and how people um, really are driven by fear in some ways. Uh, obviously, we all want to provide for our families and make sure that we have food and, and seeing the uncertainty. Uh, but really, as a worker sitting there and knowing like, hey, we have another load coming in tonight. Like tomorrow, we have more stuff coming in. And so <laughs> seeing all these customers kind of freaking out and buying all this stuff, um, it was a struggle even having faith in the system of more deliveries coming. It was a struggle to kind of keep that fear at bay and realize, no, I don't need to buy stuff just to buy stuff. It's still going to be here tomorrow, the next day. It might be a little more sporadic now, um, but nothing halted. It, it didn't stop coming in. Well, and it's funny to me. I mean, like on the one hand, there you go. You're, you're talking about how, like, you know what's going on. You know more deliveries are coming. You know that this this scarcity is not is not real. That the that the food supply chain is intact. That that more stuff is coming. But at the same time, being in that environment where you see so many people who don't know what's going on and who are who are afraid and and they're afraid because they they just don't know right right uh, and it's almost like being in that environment of so many fearful people even when you know again that more food's coming I mean I could I can understand how that would kind of mess with you a little bit right you're like wait should I be afraid should I be you know kind of I don't know should I be impacted by this right I mean I think if you're around that all day it's hard to let that not affect you. I mean, seeing people buy that much stuff, um, you know, and, and trying to kind of keep that fear at bay. The other thing is we're working all day, so we aren't able to buy stuff when other people are in there buying stuff. So we had coworkers the first couple of days who they needed things uh, and they'd come in before the store opened. And by the time they'd be clocking out at even 1 p.m., things were just emptied out because so many people bought. We literally even had to change uh, kind of some policies on buying stuff while we're on the clock there was things yeah. that we needed and we'd come in and store wouldn't be open when we started working and by the time we were off so we we changed some policies even so so we could get the stuff that we needed as workers wow that's wild what are some yeah. of the obviously there's been an increase in in business i mean just like you said record sales what are some other ways that just the environment in the store has been maybe different than than normal over the last few weeks yeah, I'll tell you. So when the bosses walk out holding a piece of paper, something else is changing. Um, so that's like a constant stress of just like, all right, now what? So masks, masks being mandatory or, you know, sanitation things every 30 minutes, then uh, county ordinance will come out. No, we have to wipe the pin pad after every single customer. And oh, now this is different. We have to put these markers on the ground where people are standing. And, you know, so all these things are rolling out almost on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, so seeing the boss walking with a piece of paper is, you know, kind of a scary sign because we know something else is changing. So there's that stress that's just kind of always happening. Um, but then the other part is like we have people that went out right from the beginning who are elderly. So we have coworkers who are have been gone since the start. Um, people that have immune issues. Um, or immune compromises, uh, they've been out since the start. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, We have people that have normal, you know, feeling nauseous one day or something else. So we have less staff on hand on a daily basis than normal, yet we're as busy as holidays. So the strain of that is definitely wearing on all of the coworkers. And it's the same at every store. Um, Mm -hmm. We're hiring people in for, you know, doing the online uh, shopping services and things. Um, but then you're training new people and during this busy time, that's, that's a challenge as well. So there's a lot of underlying stress that's just kind of happening and, you know, people are calling in sick and if they have any sort of, you know, fever, flu-like symptoms, they're going to be out for at least 10 days because they've got to go and get checked and be cleared and be completely healthy before coming back to work. So that's a challenge as well. Um, you know, it's something that we'd be going through pretty much any time, but a lot of people would come in if they had the sniffles or something under normal circumstances. And now we're just being as safe as possible and keeping them out of our stores. Yeah. Well, I, th- I mean, I, I think that's sort of a, that's one of the, the many kind of stresses of this situation is on the one hand, an industry like yours, you need all hands on deck. But on the other hand, there has to be just hyper caution about if you're even a little bit sick, yeah. stay that away, right? So yeah. uh, it, 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 it's, it's uncommon, I think, to have both of those things hitting at the same time. Um, and that certainly adds to the stress. I could, I could understand that. Uh, obviously, you, you guys are going through a lot what can you tell us about just sort of general morale at the store in terms of how's every, how are the employees feeling? Does it kind of ebb and flow? Does it get kind of, you know, there are good days and bad days. Is it just constant stress? I mean, what's, what's your, your read on kind of how your coworkers are doing? Yeah. So from the start, um, I think there's an underlying bitterness, um, just towards humanity even, um, So here we are working in the stores. Everyone was told to stay home, yet everyone rushed the stores. Mm -hmm. So in the first couple of weeks, we came into closer contact with more people than we ever had before. So there was an underlying frustration there from that. Um, And us and the coworkers, like we we were afraid that we would pretty much, we all felt we would definitely get this thing. Um, no one was keeping distance. No one was being safe. No one was, you know, doing the things that uh, now we're kind of all doing. But during the first couple of weeks, we were all feeling like we were definitely going to catch this disease and bring it home to our families. And so there was that underlying fear right from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of us haven't fully recovered just from that feeling of, okay, everyone was told to stay home yet everyone came in here and did the exact opposite of what we were told to do for safety. Uh, So that was, that was frustrating um, as a worker. So that kind of started the morale um, downhill a little bit from, you know, great customer service, loving to have people come in, loving to, you know, just, just help people out and, share our recipes with them and, and all the stuff that we love about working in a grocery store. Cause I mean, I love working in a grocery store and I like those things, but um, that just did start the morale heading down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the camaraderie between coworkers has definitely gone up a little bit cause it's um, there was almost like a us versus them sort of mentality of, can we get this stuff out quick enough before they buy it all? Like, you know, mm-hmm. so it was almost like a game in some ways. Uh, but yeah, feeling like we were all 
in on the same page of we were putting ourselves at risk on a daily basis and the customers coming in were putting us at risk on a daily basis. Um, so morale has changed a little bit from that with new safety precautions and things. Um, the fear of getting the disease isn't quite the same, um, but there is still just that mentality of it's it's time for the, the shopping to either slow down or maybe people just not come in every single day because they're bored. Um, so yeah, right. it, it is challenging just the, the stress and the underlying stress. And then, um, you know, I mean, I think back to a normal Thanksgiving week or Christmas week in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. By the time the holiday hits and it finally is slow the next day, we're all exhausted. We're worn out. It's been a battle. Yeah. But this is just every day mm-hmm. the same. So we haven't had a real rest where we come in and we're like, oh, we can finally get the department looking nice today. Um, that just hasn't been the case. So, right. Right. It seems to me, and obviously, I mean, I'm, and this is just my own anecdote as somebody who I do the grocery shopping for my family, but I have, I have, for, for what it's worth, I'm trying to stay the heck out of there if I can help it, you know, come just coming in, you know, as, as, as infrequently as I can. It, it seems to me, and I've gone maybe once a week, or, you know, once every 10 days, each time I have gone to the store, it has felt, uh, on the one hand, it has felt a little bit less crazy to me. Like it's been less crowded, fewer items have been out of stock. It just feels a little, and I and I make a point to try to go at sort of non-prime times, mm-hmm. but uh, it seems a little bit less crazy. And there seems to be more people taking things seriously, better observing of social distancing. I think just only the last time I grocery shopped was after the the, the recommendation came through in Placer County to have masks on. It, it feels to me like things are very different and it still has sort of an eerie vibe in the store a little bit. But it, it seems that sort of the, I don't know, maybe the initial panic might be subsiding a little bit. But, but I say that again, as somebody who, I mean, I don't spend all day in a grocery store. I'm, this is just, that's just my own anecdote. Would you say there's any truth to that? Or would you say that's different than what kind of you've observed on a daily basis? Yeah, there's truth to that. Um, and that was definitely true before the last stimulus check came out. <laughs> uh, so there was a huge influx again in shopping um, after people received their stimulus checks. Um, so it is true that people are taking things more seriously. Um, but the difference is we are busier at kind of random times. Um, you know, the, the people trying to get the toilet paper, paper towels, they're there at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, so those morning hours that would typically go to getting things fully stocked for the day. Now you have people coming in and, oh, hey, do you have this in the back? And our load just got there. So, yes, we do. So now we're walking to the back for one item at a time instead of having that morning time to really prep for the day, which puts a strain on the next people that come in later in the day that they would come into a fully stocked department and then keep stocking as the day goes on and be able to get those demands for other other customers. So that, that's kind of a, a just an interesting dynamic of being busy at different times than normal. Yeah. Uh, so staffing for it has been a real challenge because we don't have enough staff during certain hours and we try to we try to bring somebody in early or, or keep them late or, you know, do those kinds of things to, to cover that. Um, and so that, that part's challenging as well. People, however, a lot of them are coming in with masks. They're using the sanitizer wipes there. Um, most people are keeping a distance. Um, we noticed that, uh, 
it was one day in particular, people would come up to ask me something, but they'd stop a fair distance away uh, before asking, which was helpful. Mm -hmm. But we do still get a lot of people that come up and, and they'll walk right up to us and reach around us for something um, instead of asking us to, to maybe take a step aside, which we'll happily do. Uh, you have people coming in that don't take it seriously and they kind of think it's funny or cute to, or tough to not take it seriously, which is fine for them, but not when it's affecting other people. Yeah, not when it's endangering your safety. Yeah. And um, a lot of the precautions that went into place um, have caused some people to overreact. And so they'll come in wearing gloves and they think they're invincible because of that. And so instead of washing their hands maybe three times when they're in there, they're touching everything. Then they come through the line and we're touching the same things they touched with their gloves. Um, and they've touched their face a hundred times because their mask isn't fitting right. And they've done all these things that uh, really are the opposite of how they should be doing, but they have this idea that they're safe because of it. Yeah. Uh, so that that's kind of challenging. But us as coworkers, like we really need to stay safe from the public because we come into contact with our coworkers a lot. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sitting there checking and my bagger is a foot away. So if we yeah. can keep our uh, our interaction just between our families at home, and our coworkers, and then their families at home, not every customer that's coming in the store as well, um, I think is beneficial because the more of us that get sick or things happen and go out of there, the harder it's going to be for you guys to, to get what you need from the store. Uh, so there's still kind of that camaraderie between the coworkers and a little bit of a, we're afraid of the customers, you know, um, yeah, we all get our temperature taken at the start of every shift. Um, but plenty of people coming into the store, you know, could be sick or, or maybe even currently are sick as they're shopping, um, whether they know it or not. Uh, so that's the fear as well of just trying to keep us safe from them. Yeah. And, and you've hit on a few of these things already, but can you just help us un help us understand what are some practical ways that, that we, as we're coming in to do our grocery shopping, what are some ways that we can be extra careful to, to look out for your safety? Yeah. So I'd say the biggest one is not to come in for non-essential items. Um, so, I mean, it's one thing. So say you have to go to the pharmacy to pick something up and you're like, well, I'm here. I might as well pick up a couple things before I leave. Like that's totally fine. Um, however, I had a lady come in the other day for a potted plant um, like to, to go and plant at home. It wasn't potted. It was to plant at home um, and a newspaper. So say you come in for one or two items. Um, so you come in, you use 10 cart wipes up at the front to wipe everything down. You wander the store, you touch a few things, you put it back, you come through, um, and then you go to the register. So the lines get longer because you're buying just a couple things. So then somebody from an outer department gets called up to check slows down the whole front end and then you know they have to wipe the whole thing down after you've gone through um so we're using more cart wipes so now cart wipes we might run out tomorrow because you know we used 15 yeah. for one person that was buying two things um so i think doing the bigger shopping uh less frequently would be a help to us just less people in the aisles means that we can keep more distance um between people yeah. um, and like 
you know, there's plenty of other people working out there that need to come in for their lunch and things like that. And sometimes you really do just need an item to complete a recipe. Uh, but the other thing I'd say is perhaps make your uh, dinner plans after going to the store. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people are coming in, they're expecting to get in and out of there, and that's not going to be the case. Um, weights are longer, harder to find items. Um, so if you come in there with less expectation of getting exactly what you were looking for, the exact brands and things like that, that put less strain on us. Cause then we're not running to the back to check for, you know, 10 different items every hour and we can actually get some more product out on the shelves, um, for people that are looking for that particular thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that would definitely help. Um, Keeping the distance is just huge. Um, you know, when you ask for something, like keep a little bit of space. Uh, whether you care about this disease or not, if you think it's serious or not, um, just do that for our safety. Um, and then another big one is, if possible, come shopping alone. Uh, the more people that are in the store, uh, the harder it is to keep distance, especially kids that are running around, they're touching everything. Um, and we still see that fairly often, not as much as, you know, normal times, which is helpful. Uh, but you know, younger kids, they, they don't understand it really. Um, and so they'll touch things and, you know, so it's putting them at risk and it's also putting other people at risk as well. Yeah. So those are some of the things, um, but yeah, the, the, the frequent shopping, um, should slow down a little bit and the order should get a little bit bigger so that you guys can make it, you know, like you were saying, a week, 10 days in yeah. between visits, um, as much as possible. We still want you guys to eat well. In the last month, I've set my all-time record at Costco and at Rayleigh's, trying to minimize uh, minimize the frequency with which I go to those places. So, uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, but I think that that's certainly important for us to recognize that if we can do our shopping all at once, uh, and then recognizing it's not always possible to shop alone, but if it's at all possible to, to do that, and then uh, and keeping that distance. And I think recognizing as well is that there are obviously, as a grocery shopper, you're going to interact with employees at the check stand, but it's important just to recognize that there are employees stocking shelves and, and stocking the produce department all the time. And I think it's very easy as a shopper to get in the mentality of like, oh, I need a bag of apples. I'm going to go grab the bag of apples and not be cognizant of the fact that, hey, there's an employee right there who kind of like you said, if I if I make it known that I'm there, they'll, they'll be more than happy to move because they don't want to be close to me either. Yeah. Uh, and just to even be be cognizant of the fact that, hey, we, we want to really try to maintain distance even when we're in the aisles or in the store. And obviously that that's helpful for, for everyone's um, for everyone's safety. Totally. Yeah, because we want to continue to be there to, to serve people. And, uh, you know, we can't do that if, if we end up sick. Yeah. Is, is there anything, and you, you've obviously gone through a lot of the challenges that you guys are, are facing. Are there any challenges of kind of being on the front lines like you are that maybe go beyond what us as the general public might understand? Like, is there anything that you just say, hey, this is a real challenge of what we're doing that maybe might not seem obvious or isn't getting a lot of attention? Um, you know, I kind of hit on some of those things already. Um, just talking about like people just being normal sick. Um, but then there's also the aspect of uh, just being exhausted. Like, um, so I, I typically work in the produce department. I also do a lot of checking on the front end. Um, but I've pretty much worked most departments in the store over the years. Uh, we lift heavy stuff and a lot of it. 
you know, towards the beginning of everything, uh, there was, you know, a run on like potatoes. It was coming 50 pound bags. And so when we're putting out thousands of pounds of potatoes and onions and stuff, it's physically wearing um, where a lot of people are coming in earlier for their shifts, staying later, taking shorter lunches, getting less rest time. Um, you know, the stress at first definitely was wearing on people. A lot of our employees weren't sleeping well and, and just kind of stressed out in general, uh, working six days a week. Sometimes one of my coworkers, he worked seven days a week, two weeks in a row, uh, plus hours of overtime daily. Um, so it is just, you know, a lot of those little stressors and things like that, then not to mention every customer is uh, more work than ever um, with all the sanitizing prep. So we have entire shifts dedicated to somebody going around and sanitizing and sanitizing and sanitizing over and over. Um, then we have to have extra people on hand to let people out of the check stands to go and wash their hands um, frequently. Um, we're wiping down surfaces all the time. And then wearing a mask all day at work while lifting heavy things and while trying to, to talk to people and things like that. That's just kind of wearing as well um, of just it being uncomfortable, but then also the frustration of not being able to communicate things. Um, and customers are feeling that too. So a lot of people coming in um, instead of like, Hey, how's it going? How are you? It's more of um, <laughs> it's more of where is this? Yeah. Are you guys out of this? Like it's it kind of a harsh tone. It's mm -hmm. part of that's just, it's hard to communicate with a mask on. Um, sure. Part of that's, you know, maybe they're being sarcastic, but I can't see their smile because their face is covered. Uh, so customer service, like something that I always loved and I loved interacting with people is more of a burden now than ever. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of those things are things that people don't see. So, you know, if you interact with somebody at the meat department and they're a little bit snappy because you asked for something and they had to walk to the back, it's because 30 other people asked for something also. And yeah. maybe they already know it's out, but they just wanted to go to the back for a minute to, to kind of disappear. So, um, yeah, being, being aware of some of those kinds of things and just um, aware of the, the frustrations that some of these coworkers might be feeling on a daily basis. And if as shoppers, you came in and you had a good attitude and you had patience and you knew you might not get everything that was on your list, um, but you were kind to people and, you know, that might really turn around somebody's day who just had three really bad interactions with people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's certainly helpful to keep in mind. I, I want to touch on just one subject real briefly before we get to uh, I want you to be able to share kind of how we can. Uh, first of all, how we can be praying for you guys and then how we can encourage you. I mean, you shared just a little bit just now how, how we when we come into shop, like what are ways that we can be a blessing and not uh, and not a burden? Because I recognize uh, a lot of people are bur burdens right now. But before we get to that, uh, you shared an interesting article with me last night that that I, I'd seen the headline, but I only then just just read it after you sent it. And it was from from Apple News talking about just this idea that experts are saying we might need to consider uh not having customers in grocery stores and going exclusively to a curbside pickup or 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 kind of delivery sort of model. And uh, the article weighed some of the pros and cons to that. From where you're sitting, uh, do you think that is a, a possibility? Is the infrastructure in place to handle that? Or uh, I don't know, just what what is your reaction to that possibility? 
Yeah. So um, obviously I'm speaking to this as someone who just works in a grocery store. So I'm no expert on all the financial backgrounds of, you know, online shopping and everything. Uh, however, this is something that I had talked about early on uh, with the, the shutdowns and things getting crazy busy. Uh, really early on, I was having a conversation with a couple customers or a couple um, coworkers. And I said that we should shut the doors to outside people coming in. Now, what that does, like I was saying before, is it really limits the pool of possibility of contracting the disease. So now it's just coworkers interacting with coworkers, and we can kind of narrow that down. The other thing is, is if the doors are shut, the produce department, the meat department, they don't need to be fully stocked out front for customers. Mm-hmm. We can stuff directly for orders right out of the back room we you know you have the produce people pick the produce parts of that order so they know exactly where things are so the shopping it's not like you need one person per customer you have a crew of people that are experts in their departments pulling these orders and getting them out quickly the other thing it would do would limit how many people are seeing you know pasta pasta has been low on every shelf everywhere since the beginning of this they don't walk down an aisle and see, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of pasta of that one thing that I wanted. And so they go ahead and grab a bunch of them just because they're realizing that it's getting low. They don't walk by and see, oh, they have toilet paper today and buy the jumbo pack just because it's there. Because people are literally buying things that they don't need just because they're afraid it might not be there the next time. Um, I'll tell you, like my store, we've gotten in toilet paper and paper towels nearly every single day since the start of this. <laughs> it is just disappearing off the shelves. Uh, <laughs> other products that you might have come in and seen missing, it is coming in. It's just selling. So limiting things only does so much when the same person comes in three days in the same week and buys the jumbo packs of whatever for whatever reason. Um, so it would limit some of that, the, the people yeah. coming in and buying things just because they see it sitting there. Um, but then one of the challenges I, I would see with that is, um, especially the elderly folk that aren't good on computers or things. But I was saying like, man, if they pulled up with a handwritten note of the things they needed and we could prioritize mm-hmm. that, shop for them immediately, bring it right out to them, um, you know, that would be one of those those easy go arounds, you know, um, and not get the exact things that they wanted, but, um, I think it would make the stores a lot less stressful. Um, we'd be able to, to, I think, um, serve the community a little bit better even by doing that. So it, it does seem like if you, if you were able to staff it, so you had enough staff and then kind of, I think you'd have to develop some infrastructure to make sure you had a system where it doesn't just evolve into chaos. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like you could really increase your efficiency that way. Right. It's just a question of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we use online shopping all the time, uh, but I don't know what percentage of a grocery store's business is online shopping on any given you know day or week. But to take that number from whatever it is, say 10 or 20 or even 30 percent up to 100 uh, percent, obviously, that would be uh not without its challenges. That's for that's for sure. Um, okay, so I don't know if you had a chance to ask some of your 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 colleagues this, but so I don't know if you're if you're able to answer on behalf of them or just on behalf of yourself. Uh, but would love to know 
what are some practical ways that that we, when we're going in and doing our shopping, how can we encourage you and how can we make uh, make your job easier? Yeah, like I said earlier, just coming in with a good attitude. Um, you know, if you've if you're already having a grumpy day at home and you're going to the store just to get out of the house, your interactions probably won't be good once you get there. Um, <laughs> so maybe just being aware of that of um, you know, we're all working more than ever, which already kind of makes people grumpy. Um, so any grumpy customers just kind of really make it more challenging than it had been. Uh, another thing is when there's signs that are limiting things, uh, don't try to bring up more of that item to the front where we have to tell you it's limited. Uh, we will tell you it's limited because there's been times in the last few weeks where you know, my son hasn't gotten to eat his favorite breakfast because everyone bought the stuff before I was off work. So I will tell you that something is limited when you get to the front. However, that doesn't make for a fun interaction. Um, just following all the rules, the posted signs, take a minute to, to read the things as you're walking in, um, not bringing in your bags when there's a huge sign right up front. Um, so there's a lot of those, those ideas that, um, you know, there's signs already in place that can tell you how to help us just read the signs and do what they're saying. Um, that way we don't have to intervene later on because that just, it gets wearing. And then also, um, it sends a message of, I am better than anyone else that comes into this store wanting this product today. You know, so it's just not a really, uh, pleasant way of communicating. And then arguing with the people up front about things being limited, uh, also is just not ideal. Um, the, the problem with that is, so yeah, maybe you need two loaves of this gluten-free bread because you have sandwiches, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you don't want to come in every other day, and you're celiac, so you need gluten-free, and I get that, but the stores have a lot of people that come in, and somebody else has a similar situation, and uh, you know, so we want to keep that product for them as well to serve more people. Right. Um, so yeah, just not being kind of greedy. Um, don't buy stuff when you don't need it. Like we notice, uh, we see the same customers and when you buy a jumbo pack of toilet paper, you know, every other day that you're in the store, um, it's just not a good look on people. Yeah. Uh, so things, yeah, following the rules, following the six foot distance, following, um, you know, just trying to be kind. Um, we, we even had one of our customers, um, well, she's a customer, her son worked with us, but he's immune, um, compromised. And so he's been out since the beginning. She bought us pizza the other day and just had pizza delivered into the, um, break room for us. And so like, that was super awesome, you know, and it wasn't even, um, I don't even think I ate any of the pizza. Just the gesture of that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the thank yous, like we get the thank yous and it, and it's like, I, I don't even know how to react to that. It's like, yeah, I'm here. Like I'm supposed to be here. I need to be here. Um, so you're welcome. Please go back home. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah. So just keeping the distance, following the rules that are written already. Um, those little things really help out a lot. And then just being cautious too of, you know, if you're wearing the gloves and the mask and you feel invincible, try to still not touch your face, try to still not touch a bunch of other stuff too. 
because um, yeah. we notice that and we we worry about that for our own safety because then we have to go to the back and scrub our hands and sanitize everything you touched because um, we saw you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that obviously, yes, that, that, that attitude component that, that you keep bringing up, I think is so crucial and it's easy because all of us, you know, different ones of us are stressed because of different things. This is a stressful time. And when we bring that stress into the store, then all of a sudden we're just becoming one more problem in, in the midst of, of, a, you know, what's already a challenging circumstance for you. And, and I think especially, and I, and I don't mean to stereotype here too much, but I think for those who have never really worked in customer service before, uh, it's difficult to understand the mentality of of having to have sort of grumpy and grouchy customers who may in their mind be grumpy and grouchy for, for good reason, right? Uh, I mean, I've worked at, I worked at Rayleigh's, you know, way back in the day. I've worked in a department store. I've worked in a restaurant. I've worked in all of these different places. And, and I think it's just important. And I, and I try to keep this in mind when I'm going to businesses where I don't maybe have experience is just to realize, okay, what can I do to be an understanding and kind customer today and right. not simply be part of the problem? And, and I think even just taking a breath before you walk in, if you notice like, hey, I'm stressed or I'm worried or I'm anxious or I'm in a hurry and, and just sort of pausing before you go in to kind of be like, okay, like I wanna be a blessing here today and not just part of the problem. I mean, I think that's really important, and and it's easy to lose sight of that in the midst of all of the, um, in in we you know when we're when we're stressed like we are. Um, so last thing I wanna I wanna ask you about uh, is is just how can we be praying for you? How can we be praying for you and for your colleagues and uh, just those that that are that are out on the front lines? Because uh, we obviously want to be supporting you in 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 numerous ways by being good customers, by staying home when we can, by only coming in when we need to, but then also we obviously want to be praying for you as well. So how can we be doing that? Yeah, I think big things, um, safety, stress, and sleep, um, you know, so praying for us just that we don't end up sick um, during this time, um, just that our stress levels would decrease, that, you know, fun things would happen and that we wouldn't be bringing that stress home to our families. Um, and then sleep is a big one too. I mean, it is. Uh, definitely challenging to kind of unwind after days have been so busy and just that that stress level as well and so people are are feeling it a lot of my coworkers on a daily basis are like oh i didn't sleep last night and they're looking exhausted when they come in um so prayer for those things for sure and then also um being an essential worker puts an extra tax on a lot of families who you know, maybe the other spouse is home or working from home with children. Um, you know, when both spouses are home, like sometimes you, you can tag team it and, and help a lot. But um, other times, like, so the home life of a lot of these essential workers is uh, challenging right now too. just, um, you know, for their, their spouses even. Um, and th there's this idea of, um, you know, people that want to be out of the house and the other person has to be out of the house. It's like this dynamic of neither one of them gets how the other one's feeling. Right. Um, that's something I've noticed, like keep seeing things online of everyone wanting to get out of their house. And I'm like, can I please just stay home for a day? And like, um, so yeah, so just prayer for uh, kind of that dynamic as well would be awesome. 
Yeah, cool. Right on. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And we'll be, we've been praying for you here in the Kylie house and we'll continue to do that. So I told you the last question was the last question, but I actually have one more and it's really important. And it's inspired by a comment that your wife just left on our, <laughs> our Facebook chat. How you had to trim your beard. How, how are you coping with having a trimmed beard? Has that been, has that been a difficult adjustment for you? Uh, it, it's been a good adjustment. The only one that ever sees my face other than this now is Ashley, since I have a mask on all day at work. Um, one day of wearing that mask over that long beard uh, <laughs> it that night, and I might go shorter. So <laughs> again, you guys you guys might see it get even shorter. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much, man, for the for the time today. Thanks for sharing those insights with us. Uh, thanks to all of you for watching and for listening. Man, we just so encourage you to take what Brett said to heart. Let's only shop when we need to. Let's respect that distance and let's be be kind and loving and a good witness to our grocery store employees. They are they are working hard out there. So uh, thanks again, Brett, and thanks again to all of you for listening. We'll be back in another couple of weeks with another episode of Engaging Culture. Thank you for listening to Engaging Culture, a podcast by Bridgeway Christian Church. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Music is used under the Creative Commons license and is provided by Dexter Britton.